0: Download the
1: Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10
0: per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Western New York race fans, it's time to crank it up. Start your For the next hour, the airwaves belong to you. Sit down, strap in, and let's head to WGR's Fast Track. All right, take a nice big
1: deep breath, buddy.
2: With your host. Let's go out
1: there and have a good day, all right,
2: bud? Dave Buchanan.
1: Good morning, race fans. It's 10 a.m. here on WGR Sports Radio 550 and welcome to our annual live show from Watkins Glen International as we are in the second floor of the media center here at Watkins Glen on site for today's NASCAR Monster Energy Series Go Bowling at the Glen, the annual visit of the uh, major series of NASCAR here to New York State, right in our backyard, pretty much, of Western New York, the 34th annual NASCAR event here at Watkins Glen International. We're coming to you live from today's event. Dave Buchanan here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Thanks for listening, as always. Appreciate you tuning in. As always, got a jam-packed show whenever we do get to uh, do these live shows from the Glen, and uh, by the way, a big thank you to uh, the engineering staff at Entercom Buffalo for uh, making this happen today to uh, allow me to, Come out and broadcast live from the Glen for the third straight year from the cup race and our fourth year in a row uh, that we've done a show live from the Glen here going back to the first one we did for the IndyCar event uh, four years ago. So uh, love this tradition we've put together. And uh, we've got a jam-packed show coming up for you this morning. On today's program at the bottom of the hour, Corey LaJoy is going to join us. Corey drives the Go Fast Racing Ford, number 32 car, and he's got a very special uh, sponsorship uh or paint scheme this weekend at Watkins Glen. It's uh, called Samaritan's Feet. It's a charity endeavor Corey has taken up. He's uh, working for free this month, all to raise money for a great cause. Um, over the next few weeks, uh, Samaritan's Feet, an organization founded in 2003 to provide shoes to children, individuals in need. So uh, Corey is going to join us. We'll talk to Corey about what's going on in his race car this weekend, how much money he's raised so far to date. And just talk about racing in the Monster Energy Cup Series. And of course, Corey is the son of Randy LaJoy, the uh, great uh, Old Bush Series, now Xfinity Series champion, and uh, builder of race seats up there in New England. Still, the joyous seating, uh, still doing great business over there for short track racers all over the country, building racing seats for them. He'll join us at the bottom. You know, right after that, we'll go talk to Matt Tift, Matt driving for Front Row Motorsports, of course. Matt will be in the Maui Gym sunglasses car today. Uh, for uh, Front Row Motorsports, so we'll talk to Matt, and uh, he is—he's uh, gone through a lot. Had to deal with some uh, a brain, I believe, with a brain tumor a couple of years back, uh, but has gotten back behind the wheel and is uh, driving for Front Row Motorsports in the 36th car today here at Watkins Glen. Coming up at, uh, just after 11 o'clock, Dave Moody is going to join us from the Motor Racing Network of course. He'll be on the broadcast today. You'll hear the race live right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Coverage coming up at uh, 2 o'clock this afternoon. Green flag just after 3 o'clock today here from the Glen. And uh, Moody will be, I uh, believe, in the S's today. We'll find out for sure when we get him on the air. But i uh, will get a preview of today's race with uh, Dave and talk a little bit about the MRN broadcast and everything going into that. And uh, getting to work with his buddy Mike Bagley uh, both uh, last week and today with NBC, of course. Uh, the folks at NBC Sports with the television broadcast for today's race. And they're doing that radio-style broadcast where they put the different broadcasters... Uh, throughout the uh, layout of the facility just like they do on radio with uh, Bagley will be uh, in the S's. They've got Dale Jr. over by the interloop and uh, Jeff Burton uh, through the carousel, plus, of course, Rick Allen uh, in, uh, in the main press box. So uh, there were some funny moments last week at Pocono as uh, they – the folks on NBC were kind of capturing their announcers in action, including Mike Bagley and uh, Dave Moody was standing next to him. And it, there was a funny shot last week when an incident happened just in front of them, and uh, both of them went scrambling to their uh, talk buttons to get on the air when a crash happened in front of them last week. So we'll we'll talk to Dave about that too uh, coming up at the bottom uh, at just after eleven o'clock here this morning, eleven fifteen. But he might be in a little bit early. Uh, kind of left that. Uh, f- Free free form out there whenever uh, Dave wants to stop by. Uh, he'll join us uh, early in the 11 o'clock hour. And our final guest will be at the bottom of the hour, uh, 11.30. We'll hear from hopefully Nate Ryan from NBC Sports. Nate's got a busy morning, but he's going to try and check in with us at about 11.30 today. We'll get his thoughts too on today's race and everything going on uh, in the world of NASCAR as he covers sports for covers the sport for NBC Sports, along with the uh, NASCAR and NBC podcast and uh, all their great family of uh, content that they do over at the NBC Sports Network. Which of course we'll have today's television broadcast of the race today here at Watkins Glen International, and of course the goal bowling at the Glen and. Chase Elliott, the defending race winner, of course, won his first career Cup Series race just one year ago at this event. He is on the pole today, and his car has passed pre, uh, pre-race pre inspection, so he's going to hold on to that uh, qualifying position. In fact, uh, the top 15 cars so far, they're all going through... Uh, Pre-race inspection as we speak. About half of the field is through tech, and we have not had anybody fail. So right now your top 15 starters will be officially in their starting spots, and that includes Elliott on the pull. His Hendrick Motorsports teammate, William Byron, will be on the outside of row one. Uh, The Joe Gibbs teammates, Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr., will be in row two. Martin and Kyle, both former winners here at the Glen, and I'm thinking uh, Martin might be the favorite here today in the Bass Pro Shops Toyota. Kyle Larson rolls off fifth today alongside Denny Hamlin in row three. Kurt Busch celebrating a birthday today. He turns 41 as the driver of the one car, and he starts seventh today alongside Jimmy Johnson. Uh, Eric Almirola and Bryce Keselowski, round out your top 10 starters this afternoon. Michael McDowell, a very impressive qualifying performance for him. Uh, he will start 11th today. Of course, Michael is a very accomplished road racing driver, always does well uh, in, in the uh, road racing event. He's done some kind of ringer work for Xfinity, the Xfinity Series teams throughout his career. And whenever the uh, Cup Series comes to the road courses you can always count on Michael to have a good run and they're looking to uh, possibly pull off a a top 10 run today maybe even a top 5 run uh, for the front row motorsports team in the 34 car he'll be joined by Ricky Stenhouse in row 6 Clint Boyer and Eric Jones are in row 7 Kevin Harvick starts 15th today you've got Alex Bowman in 17th today Ryan Blaney rolls off 19th Joey Logano had a rough day here at Watkins Glen a year ago he's a former winner here but uh, last year got in. Uh, got some damage early in the race and only ran about, I think it was like a lap or two before he pulled out of the race. He will start 21st today uh, in the uh, money line forward for Penske Racing alongside his teammate Paul Menard. Uh, you got Ryan Newman back in 25th. You've got Ryan Priest back in 29th with Bubba Wallace in the 30th spot. Uh, Corey LaJoy, that's going to jo- he's going to join us. He starts 33rd today. Also Matt Tifta, he will start uh, 26th today in the uh, 36th car for Front, from front Row Motorsports. So let's look at some of the notable names in the field. And, uh, man, just what a week, what a last few couple of days has been. So going back to Thursday, uh, of course, the big news, uh, I guess, in the Western New York and Southern Ontario racing communities is the fact that Stuart Friesen won his first career uh, NASCAR Gando Outdoors Truck Series event on Thursday night at the Eldora Speedway, and what a moment that was. Um, if the, the Bills or Sabres never win a championship in my lifetime, I think, Maybe seeing Stewart win his first truck race, well, about as, maybe is about as close as I come to that feeling because that's how it felt. I was pretty elated to see Stewart uh, take the Hallmark Chevrolet to victory lane at Eldora on Thursday night as uh, he and crew chief Trip Bruce gambled on some strategy, never pitted, ran the whole race on one tank of fuel and the same set of tires, and won the uh, Dirt Derby at Eldora on Thursday. And uh, what an amazing run for Stewart, his first career Truck Series win after six second-place finishes and 62 career starts. Finally breaks through for the truck win, and more importantly for his sake, uh, locks himself into the Truck Series playoffs with uh, one more race to go in their regular season before the Truck Series postseason starts. And he needed this win uh, with the uh, list of drivers that were winning and getting into the playoffs. It was making it harder and harder to make the postseason on points. And with that win, he is now locked in uh, to the Truck Series playoffs, which starts with the uh, Bristol race for the Truck Series this year. Uh, Stuart Friesen will be in the Truck Series playoffs for a second season. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and not surprising that he the first win comes at Eldora, with Stuart, of course, being a dirt racing specialist that he is. For those of you not familiar with, with Stuart Friesen, the Friesen family... Their involvement in local motorsports in Western and Southern Ontario dates back to the 50s and 60s with Stewart's uh, grandfather, uh, the late Stan Friesen, and uh, he was uh, a racer in in, uh, uh, Southern Ontario and Western New York uh, with all the tracks in the area, and then he got into the ownership game, uh, first over at Merrittville and then over at the Ransomville Speedway, uh, was owner of that facility, and then, of course, uh, Stan's son Alex, and uh, who was Stewart's uncle, bought Lancaster Speedway in the late 80s, and Alex bought uh, was buying up all these racetracks and was looking to possibly build this empire of short tracks in the Northeast until he was tragically killed in a snowmobile accident in 1996, which kind of uh, changed the the Friesen family plans when it came to the promotion side of things. They sold off pretty much everything except for Lancaster and Ranseville. Uh The Friesens operated Lancaster till the about. Uh, I think it was 2000, 2001, they sold that. And then Stan and uh, Jamie, who is uh, Stuart's father, and Joel, uh, they ran Ransomville until they sold that to the Outlaw family in 2016. So uh, their involvement in the local motorsports is very strong and have a great legacy here. And then, of course, all the freezing boys, the third generation, Stuart, along with his uh, cousins, uh, James, Michael, and Curtis, uh, all got into racing with go-karts. And especially over at Ransomville with go-karting uh, into the Dirt Sportsman. And then Stuart kept progressing from the Sportsman to the Big Block Modifieds. And then uh, that led him to basically becoming a full-time race car driver on the Dirt Circuit, running Big Block Modifieds all over the Northeast. Now he's situated out in the eastern end of New York State, based out of Sprakers, New York, where he runs a lot of the tracks out that way, like the Fonda Speedway and Orange County Fair Speedway. But through that, he got hooked up with the uh, Hallmark Corporation, and that led them to uh, setting up a truck ride for Stewart back in 2016. Started with the Eldora race, became a part-time thing, and then they went full-time racing uh, in 2017 and in 2018. And here we are with Stewart picking up his first career truck series win on Thursday night. And it was such a great thing. As I said, uh, coming so close, all second place finishes. Uh, just the last month that he's had, you go back to the race at Kentucky. The NASCAR confiscates, confiscates their primary truck during inspection; has to go to the backup truck, finishes second, and uh, you know, thinking like, all right, might be able to get in on points in the postseason after all. Then they go to Pocono, start third, and he wrecks the truck on. Uh, the first turn of the first lap of the race and puts them in dire straits to make the postseason. I think they were maybe 13 points to the good going into the race. at door on Thursday night and amazingly Stewart pulls it out. Uh, I'll admit I wasn't super confident he was going to win that one because chase Briscoe's truck looked so strong and Briscoe won the race, uh, the previous year and that truck just, uh, looked really good. Plus it was kind of a one groove race track. If you weren't on the outside, you were in big trouble and, uh, Stewart kept having to restart on the inside for a number of the cautions because there was quite a few on Thursday night. Luckily, uh, things played out with the stages and all the cautions, and Chase Briscoe decided to pit at the end of the second stage. Stewart stayed out. He was up to second by that point, and that gave him the lead, and uh, he was able to hang on, and kind of the fuel mileage uh, concerns went out the window with the number of cautions in the race especially towards the end there when everybody kind of got crazy there was a lot of wrecks late in the race and that really took the uh, worry about uh, fuel consumption for the 52 truck out of the picture and uh, Stewart was able to hang on to pick up the win on Thursday and the fuel strategy game it was very uh, very funny coincidence that Stewart kind of won this race on a fuel gamble because for those of you that followed Stewart's modified career, his first win at the Moody Mile in Syracuse at Super Dirt Week was much of the same story. They, uh, They gambled on fuel. And uh, they got one of the longest fuel runs anybody had ever done at Syracuse in the uh, 200-lap big-block race there at the the Syracuse Fairgrounds, and uh, that got Stewart his first win uh, at Syracuse in 2010, and was kind of the same story. So I thought that was a funny coincidence as uh, things played out on Thursday night for Stuart Friesen, uh, as he was able to pick up the win uh, there in the Truck Series, and which makes the story even better. Stewart's going to be back in town tomorrow night and Tuesday night because the Super Super Dirt Car Big Block Modifies are headed right to, of course, their usual Merrittville-Ransomville doubleheader uh, kickoff week here uh, to start the month of August. They'll be at the Merrittville Speedway tomorrow night uh, for a 100-lap Uh, Feature And then, of course, they'll be at the Ransomville Speedway on Tuesday for the Summer Nationals. Uh, That'll be 100 laps on Tuesday night for the Super Dirt Car Big Block Modifieds, both uh, $7,500 to win races. Uh, The Race of Champions Dirt Sportsman will also be in action Tuesday at Ransomville with the Big Block Modifieds. So Stewart will be able to come back home to uh, the area that he grew up in, and especially the one racetrack that he grew up at, uh, you know, driving Packer trucks around the track and racing go-karts. And uh, so he'll be here on Tuesday night. He is confirmed to be uh, planning on competing on Tuesday with the rest of the stars of the Super Dirt Car uh, Big Block Modifying Series. Guys like Billy Decker and Matt Shepard and, uh, of course, Matt Williamson and Eric Rudolph, who have been tearing up the dirt circuit as well here, uh, both Friday nights at Ranceville and across the dirt circuit. And we got even a bigger bonus uh, for those of you that are uh, follow the World of Outlaw Late Models. Uh, Mike Marlar, who made his Truck Series and Super Dirt Car Series debut uh, Thursday at Eldora will uh, actually be at Ransom. Will be at Merrittville and Ransomville Monday and Tuesday. Mike uh, is going to be uh, in the uh, number three car for uh, the Slack family, the three RS car. And uh, Mike Marler is going to be at both Merrittville and Ransomville on Monday and Tuesday. So a couple of great shows and uh, just great coincidence that uh, Stewart wins his first truck rig Thursday, and then he'll be right here in town Monday and Tuesday night. Uh, for a, a pair of races with the Super Dirt Car Big Block Modifieds. Uh, 803-0551, 888-552-550, and uh, throwing guest throwing on the headset here from the
0: uh, Land of Legends Raceway at the at Canandaigua, Steven Ovens joins us. Steven, wow. what's up, buddy? How are you? <laughs> I thought last night, I did all the victory lanes last night, and if you thought that hoofing it up the stairs to the tower was tough... <laughs> I challenge anybody to come to Watkins Glen and hoof it from the Media 2 parking lot. Oh, you didn't get the, you didn't get the shuttle? No, oh. no, missed the shuttle. So <laughs> I said, I got an appointment with Dave. We need to hustle. Oh, uh, my bad, my friend. I didn't mean to make you have to no. run over here. It was all good, man. This is, what a day. What a perfect day. We had one just like this yesterday. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you, whether it's NASCAR, short track, the, the racing is good right now.
1: Yeah, lots of great stuff going on in uh, the local racing community. And you, you said it, though. The weather here today at Watkins Glen is phenomenal. It's been hot here the last couple of years. Today, not so much. It's around, I don't know, low 80s. Doesn't seem to be super humid today. No. It's
0: actually a great
1: day to be at the races. It
0: really is. And I was just talking with the security folks outside. And, you know, that that's the thing is... It is warm, it's going to be in the low 80s, but the big thing that we've been having here in the Northeast is that humidity, it's yeah. just been brutal, I mean, it hits you right in the face, but today, what a drive-in, couldn't ask for a better, you know, picturesque place to have a race, and, you know, I know that you know this from the weekend, rather, it was Friday night, Saturday night, today, like I said, man, the racing has just been so good, and, and honestly, it's a privilege to get to come out here and, and talk to you and, and all of your listeners about it, because... Uh, if you haven't, if you haven't been to a racetrack, short track, NASCAR, I don't care, you gotta get out there, man. I mean, last night we had a ex- perfect example of that. Guy that you know real well, uh, Eric Rudolph, mm-hmm. a absolute thriller beating Matt Shepard, who is on top of his game right now. Mm-hmm. But I don't say that to say that Eric Rudolph is not, because he's had a heck of a year and a heck of a week. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, he's had a, a nice run the last couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, uh, just just phenomenal. Those guys. You know, you think about it. any any dirt track you go to, 35 lap race, a lot of time to get it done, and at the end of a 35 lap race, it all comes down to the last two laps, were mm-hmm. the ones that really made the difference. And uh, Rudolph won a thriller last night, and and I'm sure we're going to see much of the same today with the with the go bowling at the Glen. It's going to be awesome.
1: Now uh, you're here at uh, Land of Legends of Raceway, but you write for a publication too.
0: I do. I write for the Morning Times in Sayre, PA. There which we go. Is uh, about a uh, half hour, forty minutes from, I st- from here. St- stayed so. there last night. Oh, did you? There you go. <laughs>
1: Very good. That that's become my my little tradition. Shamung do shamung with oh, the race yes. of champions on Saturday. Uh, lovely hotels in Sarah, Pennsylvania, and then right off the highway. Yep, and then yep, uh,
0: come back up north here to Watkins Glen on Sunday morning. Absolutely. So, yeah, a little shout out to my friends, uh, my editor out at the at the Morning Times. I appreciate their. You know, we we do a weekly motorsports article, which Mm -hmm. I used to work in SARE, and I used to read the paper when I worked down there. And, you know, the sports section, they had, you know, the standard Friday NASCAR run of of articles and such. And and I just, you know, I called them up one day, and I said, you've got Shemung Speed Drum right here. (laughs) I mean, one of the great short tracks in the Southern Tier, in New York State for that matter. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's there's no coverage, like not even, you know, taking the tracks PR and kind of running it. Sure. I said, man, uh, let's do this. You know, let's get some motorsports coverage to the the local area. Yeah, we do.
1: I I know you got to kind of be that cheerleader for your sport. Mm-hmm. As much as media are not supposed to be a cheerleader, sometimes, right. especially in a smaller market, you got to kind of be that that cheerleader and and do what you can to just kind of promote your promote your sport because it helps you out in the end too.
0: I always say I don't root for drivers; I root for stories. Exactly, as that's, a media that's member. always the big. thing. I mean, that's the. That's the thing. So like last night as an example. You know, I'm an you know, I'm an announcer at a dirt track, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I'm not rooting for Eric Rudolph to make the pass for the win. I'm not rooting for Matt Shepard to hold on for the win. I'm just rooting for a great story and something that's going to get me standing on my stool, (laughs) screaming in the microphone, getting everybody else excited about it. And, uh, you know, that that's that's how I I, I love to approach things. And, And when you approach things that way. I gotta tell you, you never leave the racetrack disappointed.
1: <laughs> no, as long as as long as yeah, just being having fun—that's the most yeah. important thing, especially when it comes to uh, working short track racing. Uh, Stephen Ovens joins us from the uh, Morning Times in Sarah, Pennsylvania, and the Land of Legends Raceway in Canadagua. Uh, let's talk about this race today, though, Stephen. You've got a lot of former winners here. Uh, going to be starting at the front of the field. And I, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but so far, everybody has pe- passed tech this morning. Oh, that's good. <laughs> they're, they're through the first nine rows, according to the latest Twitter report. So all the front runners are going to start where they qualified. But, I mean, you got Chase Elliott up there, Kyle Bush, Martin Truex, Denny Hamlin, guys that have won here before. Uh, it's, and, and if it's any, although. If you look at yesterday's Xfinity series race, I guess the only
0: thing to expect today is the unexpected. That's exactly it, because how you know, I'm sure everybody kinda counted their chickens before they <laughs> hatched yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And I will say, listening on the radio, I was one of them. I mean, it just seemed like it was gonna be that Kyle Bush kind of day where, you know, he's out logging laps doing great things for his sponsors and his team. Mm. And but, you know, that's the unexpected that and, and that's the beautiful part about our sport is you can be on top of your game, you can be running for one of the greatest teams in the sport. Mm. But there's still that mechanical element, yeah. that unknown. You know, are the parts and pieces going to hold up? Uh, you know, are you going to miss a corner and, and that make the difference in your entire day? Um, you know, it, we're talking about Kyle Busch, but, you know, you talk about a guy like Tyler Reddick. He had a rough day yesterday. Yeah, I mean, right from the get-go. And and that's a guy who up to yesterday had been one of the, you know, one of the big three in that series, you mm-hmm. would say. So it's that's that's the beautiful thing, and that's one of the beautiful things about road course racing is you truly. How many times have we sat in the media center, watching a race unfold, and then all of a sudden, boom, something happens—an uh, untimely yellow, somebody runs off the track, car spitting the oil, you know, and making <laughs> things real. You know, it's just there's so many things that can happen in in one of these races in 90 laps around a two and a half mile road course. Boy, it's a long way.
1: And for those of you that didn't hear about the Xfinity race, Austin Sintry got the win yesterday for his first career Xfinity Series win, holding off A.J. Allmendinger, who made his second start for college racing. And unfortunately for A.J., and kind of coincidentally, the Allmendinger car failed post-race inspection, second time he's done that this year, but uh, he got disqualified from finishing second, so Christopher Bell got credited with second over Justin Allgaier, Ryan Blaney, and the aforementioned Tyler Reddick. He did rally to have a a fifth-place finish yesterday, but uh that was a wild one yesterday in the Xfinity series. Uh this this cup race today though, with all of that said, uh still gotta try and pick a winner though. I'm leaning on the nineteen car today for Truex. Uh he's so strong at both road courses and uh, he's my favorite for today. How about you?
0: Well, I that that's a great pick, and that's probably the way I would have leaned, but being That's in, why I jumped in there. I in know that, you so I take away from you. But you know, that being said, I, I I'm going to I'm going to look toward Chase Elliott today. Sure. He's qualified for the pole. He got his first win here last year and and I think that a guy like Chase Elliott walks into today saying, you know, we we've got to have no matter how the season's gone, no matter how last week went, mm-hmm. we've got to have a ton of confidence coming here because the last time we raced here, we won. Yep. And you know, so I think there's something to be said for that. Um him, uh, you know, uh, William Byron has been good on, uh, you know, the, some of his Hendrick teammates have been good yep. on the road courses. But Chase Elliott just seems to have Watkins Glen figured out. So I, 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 I hate to take the guy that starts on the pole. I know, you know, right? But you know what? Hey, uh, you got Truex, I'm going to go Chase Elliott. Yeah, it'll definitely uh,
1: be a wild one with all the big names starting up front. What's amazing about this facility is where it's come from. Uh, growing up 20 years ago, you know, I went to the year uh, – I think '96 was the first time he came out of here. I, I didn't. I. I haven't. I didn't come out here a lot, but I did a few times growing up. The First one was like '96, and in that time, every year, kind of around the Cup weekend, as you were waiting to hear the announcement that they were coming back the following year, because there was that big question mark. And I've had it on reliable sources had a track near New York City gotten a, a NASCAR. If they'd gotten a track in New York City built, this place wouldn't be holding this Cup re- weekend still. So there in the in the, in the 20 years ago, you were wondering, oh, is, is Walken going to get a date the following year? Uh-huh. Fast forward 20 years, this is this place is like the – I can't even think of the the word for it, but the, the industry holds this place up now in such a high standard because of the great racing it puts on, because of the, the great camping and, and the, the camping aspect with this sport has taken off so much in probably the last decade. The memorable finishes – this place is this Watkins Glen's now one of the biggest facilities in the sport. It's amazing how that that this rep the reputation here has changed like that. Not that the racing was bad here at Watkins Glen, but it was it was kind of a niche thing because it was road racing. And NASCAR drivers 20, 30 years ago didn't know much about road racing. So you'd have, you know, your road course ringers. But now everybody's prepared. Everybody likes coming here. And this is one of those popular circuits on the track now or on this on the schedule now.
0: I I, when I look back at it, I think my first race here was the year that Steve Park won. Mm -hmm. Um, That was my first uh, venture here at the Glen. But before that, it's it's crazy to look at how things sit today and how high this track is regarded. And thinking back to the mid to late '80s, when it took a company called Corning Incorporated to save this place, you know, Mm -hmm. because they came in and were were part owners. Uh, that kind of kept and brought the the Cup Series up here, and and to look at even even the the first year that I came here when when Steve Park won, you know you could drive anywhere you want you could, we we always parked uh, in Turn Eleven right yeah. under the, there was a tree right by the bridge yeah. we parked right there, we'd watch him come hauling off of Turn Eleven and and it just was one of those things that it was popular around here but it just. It needed – I don't know what that X factor was, but it needed something. And no. then all of a sudden, things just started taking off and, and the great finishes. And, and, you know, we can talk about camping. We can talk about all the amenities. But if the racing – it all comes back sure. to the racing. Sure. If the racing is good, the people will support it. And, man, have they supported it here at Watkins Glen. And, and you're you you hit the nail on the head, man. To look back at the first time you or I came here to what it is now – I don't think, you know, as a young kid back then, (laughs) I, I don't think you could have imagined how big this thing would have become and is one of the hot spots on the schedule. I saw Michael print
1: up this morning. He had a big smile on his face. He's very happy about uh, how things are turning out. Great weather. Uh, I don't think, unfortunately, I don't think they've announced a sellout, but you know, there's still that walk-up crowd either way. It's still going to be a ton of people here, uh, whether it's the resort or the General Mission in the campgrounds, of course. Steven Ovens from uh, the Land of Legend Raceway in Canandaigua. They race Saturday nights, by the way, if you ever want to head out there. I announced there once, beautiful facility. I, I worked there one night during uh, the, the Corcoran era, uh, filled in for Shane one night. So uh, if you ever want to head out to a track on a Saturday night, I recommend going over to Land of Legends Raceway in Canandaigua. They've got the big block modifieds every Saturday. Uh, we'll have them, of course, at Ransville on Tuesday night for the Summer Nationals. But, Stephen, thank you so much. Th-
0: sorry for making you hustle no, man. to be I, here. <laughs> I, I, there was a reason I was hustling, man, because I, I appreciate the opportunity, and it's so great to get to talk to you know, one of my media brethren, we'll say. <laughs> All right, Stephen, thank you so much for the time. Stephen Ovens from uh,
1: Land of Legends Raceway in Canandaigua and the Morning Times in Sarah, PA. When we come back. Corey LaJoy is going to join us next here on Fast Track, live from Watkins Glen on WGR 10:31 here on WGR Sports Radio 550 Dave Buchanan and WGR's Fast Track live from Watkins Glen International site of today's go bowling at the Glen and joining us now here up in here in the media center he drives the go fast number 32 Ford Mustang he starts 33rd today in the Samaritan's Feet Ford here at Watkins Glen. Corey LaJoy joins us. Corey, good morning. Thanks for taking some time to talk to us this
2: morning. Yeah, man, no problem. Thanks for having me on.
1: It is a uh, been a very busy weekend for you. You are making a, a lot of great news, great buzz surrounding you and the GoFast
2: team this weekend because of uh, the fact that you're working for free today. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm working for free for the next three weeks, too, because I get paid monthly. So, I, <laughs> uh, yeah, long story short to this, I, I went to the team. We were looking for a, a Sponsor for Watkins Glen, and we were having a hard time finding one, and I had this dream about the Samaritan's Feet car. that's a charity I've been working with for a couple of months now, and mm-hmm. I felt called to uh, to see if the team would take uh, one month of my salary, which doesn't cover the entire race cost, I, so the, the team sacrificed a lot. But mm-hmm. um, So we, we locked that in, made it work, and, and then Kelly and I were sitting at breakfast last Monday or, or this Monday. We were trying to figure out how to best push this thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she had the idea of anybody who donates to our fundraising page through Samaritan's Feet gets their name r- will personally write their name on the card. Yeah, I figured we have, you know, twenty grand. I figured we were gonna that was the goal, twenty grand sure. originally. And uh, And sixteen hundred and forty three names later, <laughs> and a hundred and ten thousand nine hundred and thirty dollars. Uh, to dude, unreal. It's unreal. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, you said twenty thousand, and I
1: mean, well. Uh, Ilsa Earnhardt alone, she don't. <laughs> or j- j- Dale, j- yeah. fifty four hundred dollars from uh, the Earnhardt family, of course. But yeah, yeah, so I
2: built a I built a seat for Dale Junior. Uh, he's refurbishing one of his old man's cars from the late eighties. Yeah, Nova. So he asked me to build him a seat because I guess he considers me the seat man because my dad. Has, that's what my dad's company. The, so bet one of the best in the business. So I built this old time. It's a forty Conneaut seat with an w- aluminum side on it. I made it look exactly the same way cool. a, as it does in pictures. And uh, I never told him what I was going to charge him for it. <laughs> and it was kind of perfect timing when I got it done and when he was kind of asking when I was going to drop it off. And I was like, hey, man, what whatever this thing's worth to you, just give it to this cause that I'm doing. Uh, so, you know, $5,400 would have felt good in my pocket, but <laughs> I can promise you it's going to feel better on the feet of all those kids that are going to have shoes for the first time. Yeah. So uh, that's going to go way further than I can ever do it for sure.
1: T- tell us more. Uh, you told us how you're raising the money, but exactly yeah, what does Samaritan's Feet do for uh, people around the world?
2: Uh, so Samaritan's Feet is a uh, Christian-based company uh, that they are trying to bridge the gap for the 1.5 billion people in the world that can't a- afford uh, adequate shoe wear. Sure uh and and footborne diseases are the second leading cause of death be- behind AIDS mm-hmm. in the world. Uh so I, Kelly and I my wife we've been to several mission trips where uh to Haiti and to Costa Rica and several other places where we've seen firsthand the poverty and the need there uh with you know 8 9 year old kids that are walking around with plastic bottles tied to their feet just mm-hmm. so they can protect them from the elements. So uh you know my nickname super my race and nickname super shoe <laughs> So man it was a natural fit and I've always kind of felt called to uh to to be involved in a shoe charity and and this one this one fits uh you know like peanut butter and jelly really it's just <laughs> it, it it's a perfect uh symbiotic relationship with what they're using their resources to help me uh maybe try to sell races going forward through just a you know a, a kind of a way we can push the charity as well as get some uh, some company some exposure but it's it's been over and above anything I can a- ever dream of uh just this week and and how how much uh you know how much people are willing to support and i've had you know kids and people saying man i you know i can't do much so here's 10 bucks them them giving me 10 bucks is the same who who am i to say is is the same if not more than what dale jr gives five grand yeah like those people are digging in and giving me uh they're sacrificing just like I sacrificed my, a, a month worth of my salary to uh, to to put Samaritan's Feet on the cart. Those sixteen hundred and forty-three people. All do all sacrifice something to to provide for the, for that need, man. I, it's it's been unreal.
1: And, and Corey, for folks that are listening, where what's the easiest way for them to help and donate to to get this cause and get their name on your race car today at Watkins Glen? What's the quickest way for them to, to yeah, do that? Yeah.
2: So uh, the link is on all my social platforms: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Corey Lejoy. Um, so go on there. The links in in all of my bios, or you can go to SamaritansFeet dot org slash Lejoy. And then it's quick. You just—it's a big box. Give now. Yeah, I'm look, you, We're looking at it right now. It's, yeah, yeah, very you, easy. You just stuff your credit card information on there, or or, uh, and, and then it'll pop up on my email feed. And I'm gonna be writing. Me and my wife can be writing names down up until I get in the car. <laughs> and even after that, uh, we're trying to put together a package through some local companies in Charlotte to do the Roval. Okay. Uh, kind of the same deal. So if you don't make the cutoff for this race, I can promise you it won't go unforgotten and forgotten. It's going to be cataloged. Yeah. Um. And it'll be in my little book where I have the sixteen hundred and fifty names now, <laughs> uh, with a with a, a line break saying Charlotte, right? And, yeah. and hopefully we can write this amount of ma- many names on the on the card that race as well.
1: Well, hopefully your writer's cramp doesn't hold up your steering hands today, because you got to work right and left on that steering wheel today at Watkins Glen. What do you think about racing here at the Glen?
2: This is my this will be my second time here. Uh, in a cup car overall, man, I, I have very little, I probably have the least amount of road, road course experience in the field. Uh, it's just, it's hard, man. I, I never really got, had the opportunities, uh, to do that growing up when, when I was racing the, the feeder series, K and ARCA, we mm-hmm. never did any, we didn't, never did any road course races. So two years ago at Watkinson, it was my first ever road course race in my life in a cup car. Wow. Well, my first ever road course race in my life was a cup car. <laughs> But you know, good thing it's on live TV so everybody can watch me uh, (laughs) try to walk like a baby deer just born. So, uh, (coughs) excuse me. So, uh, this will be my second time at Watkins Glen. I actually kind of got it figured out halfway decent uh, the first race here. I'm being very conservative in practice just because our backup car certainly isn't as good as our primary. Sure. And I don't want to write 1600 names again. (laughs) <laughs> on our uh, on our backup car, so I've been taking care of the primary all week. We had a little bit of a brake issue that we're trying to nail down and figure out what that was. So hopefully that doesn't re- reoccur in the race. Sure. And uh, and we just try to keep four tires on the asphalt and and trying to stay in the lead lap and see what happens. What's uh, th- what part of the course has been the biggest challenge for you? The whole thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the whole one, as soon as I leave pit road, it's really a challenge until I come back on pit road. <laughs> Everywhere else is pretty good, but uh, you know I, I'm being very conservative in my braking points i'm probably about 10 feet short or so about a half car length where i really need to be uh just because i'm a little bit tentative with the brakes so we have some problems with the knockback of the pads uh so hopefully they changed some stuff and and made that not as bad uh because you know when you go in there and you go to the complete edge of where you have to go in your brake zone Mm -hmm. and that pedal's soft for the first two pumps uh you're already missing the corner Mm -hmm. so Uh, I've been about a car length short, probably where I should be or I will be in the race if the brakes are where they need to be. And, uh, you know, other than that, just trying to get the timing down and the flow of the S's up the hill. There's a lot of speed to be made there, so we'll see what happens.
1: NASCAR Cup Series driver Corey LaJoy joining us here on WGR's Fast Track. Corey, of course, the son of Randy LaJoy, former Bush Series, now Xfinity Series champion. Uh, how's your dad doing these days, and, and how's the, the – the you kind of mentioned it, the business, the joy of seating. I can't go to any short track without seeing a, a joy of seating seat inside a race car. You guys got great business, but how's the family doing?
2: Uh, yeah, man, dad uh, – that's obviously dad's passion is trying to keep local guys local guys safe. So, yeah. Uh, we have a great product there. You know, the, the the market of people buying race seats are getting smaller, and it's also not a consumable item, right? So if you buy a seat for your street stock, mm-hmm. you're not going to need another seat for probably the rest of your life. Sure. So once we get everybody covered then there's not a whole lot of reoccurring business besides just repairs or whatever else. So uh but we're we make about three, four hundred seats a year. Uh we're starting to branch into wheelchairs. I I got I'm about halfway done building a custom wheelchair for a guy who plays for the uh Charlotte rolling hornets and the basketball team. Cool. So that's my latest project along with all the other the other nine thousand things I got <laughs> going on in my normal life. Um and then I just happen to drive cars on a weekend. So I got a lot of good stuff going on, a lot of of stuff that's uh, hopefully impacting a lot of people. Chuck Osfeld used to work for you guys, right? Oh yeah, Chucky did. We've had
1: a lot of uh, we've had a lot of good guys in and out of that shop. Chuck just said he's retiring after this year from racing, supposedly. Yeah, he says that, then right?
2: He'll show up to Lancaster or somewhere. <laughs> you know, he, he he ain't got hanging. Up. That's, what
1: That's what I said. I said Roddy Piper retired from wrestling like five times. Mm-hmm. I I just he'll take a year. I know he's been doing a lot of traveling lately, and anyway, I see it all over Snapchat. But I'm sure we'll see him back in a race car not too soon after. Oh this yeah,
2: season. No, Chuck Chucky won't be able to stay away from modified too long.
1: Uh, speaking of modified racing. Uh, I mentioned this we were talking about you coming on the show but you built a trophy for us with the the race of champions in the U.S. Open last year you did a phenomenal job on the, the our Troikler-Troyer trophies we called it for our kind of our five modified races last year um, you did a great job where did you just uh, come up with the inspiration on how to put
2: that together uh, last well, year that's another side project I do is <laughs> I just build trophies for I'm actually building probably 12 trophies right now for a buddy of mine Greg from Off-Axis Paint he paints okay. a bunch of helmets and yeah. he has a a yearly go-kart race at uh, uh, at GoPro Motorplex. Yeah. So he asked me to build the trophies every year, and we trade out some ha- helmet paint, so it actually works out. So I, the, I build these little uh, – they've been different every year. One one year I built, like, a metal hand that's holding a, uh, one of those little mini helmets for the winner's trophy, which was super badass. Last year I did uh, something that lit up, like, some plexiglass, and then this year uh, uh, Centurion Boats is sponsoring the race, so I'm going to put a little wakeboard and boat on top of some water. Cool and then we're doing a bunch of other stuff for the heat race winners and stuff so i like building trophies i like making cool stuff and just taking a bunch of whether it's car parts or transmission parts and and making it look cool like you know not just junk art but actually making it flow nice and uh you know obviously made maynard troyer and and jim treichler and was it mark treichler merv and roger merv and roger sorry that's right um to uh, to build a trophy honor And those guys was really cool and, and who won that race? Uh
1: Patrick Emmerling won the trophy because it was a it was a points deal. We kinda just oh, yeah. we had five ROC modified races at Lancaster last year, so we kinda just kinda kept track of points and, and Patrick who runs uh both ROC and NASCAR modified, he wound up with the trophy.
2: Okay, yeah, it, it ended up pretty cool. It was uh it was a couple maybe four or five connecting rods uh with I, I cut out the numbers and put their numbers on there and it was uh it was a pretty neat trophy. I will uh, I will tweet. I have a picture of
1: that on file. I'll tweet that out uh, after the break. But uh, we're being told to wrap it up. Corey, thank you for stopping by. Race warnings are so busy. It's good luck with your, your mission here with the Samaritan's Feet. Hopefully you get over $150,000 now, or you're almost there with uh, 110000 Again, just check out Corey on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter to, to donate. Uh, best of luck today in the race. Thank you so much for the time, right, my friend. I
2: appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.
1: Corey LaJoy, he's the driver of the Go Fast Ford number 32. He'll be in the field today. And... Uh, Thank you for stopping by. We appreciate it. And uh, does a lot of other stuff, apparently. Very talented young man, and he is going to be headed to uh, get ready for today's race. Uh, We come back. We'll have Matt Tiff join us on the line. Coming up next year on Fast Track, live from Watkins Glen. And we're back here from Watkins Glen International, WGR's Act. We're going to go right to the Western Hotline, though, and bring in the driver of the Maui Gym Sunglasses, number 36 Ford for Front Row Motorsports. Matt Tiff joins us on the line. Matt, it's Dave Buchanan here from the Media Center. Good morning. All right. uh, Kyle, maybe make sure Matt's still there. Not hearing him at the moment. And uh, unfortunately, had him on, maybe on hold there too long. We'll try and get Matt back on the line. But Matt is uh, starting 26th today uh, for uh, Front Row Motorsports. And uh, we hope to have him on here in just a minute. These drivers do have busy mornings, and we can't, don't want, can't take up too much of their time. Unfortunately, we're just a little bit late getting to Matt. So we'll see if uh, Matt will join us. But really great for uh, Corey LaJoy to stop by, and uh, I quickly jumped on here during the break and uh, made a little pledge to Samaritan's Feet. Hope you do too. And I tweeted out that picture of the trophy Corey built for us last year for uh, the for Lancaster for the, the modified season over at Lancaster. So that's on uh, my Twitter feed at FastTrack Five Fifty. If you want to check that out, uh, again eight zero three oh five fifty one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. If you are uh, Maybe you're on your way to Watkins Glen or maybe you're somewhere here on the property uh, hanging out listening to us. Feel free to chime in. We'd love to hear from you um, as uh, we will uh, be here until 12 noon coming up in the second hour of the program. Um, you can um, uh, continue to listen to us till 12 noon. Sorry, I'm trying to multitask here. Um trying to communicate to people and guests while uh, trying to talk on the radio. is kind of complicated. Um, 803-0550, 888 uh, We'll be on until 12 noon today. Dave Moody going to join us in the second hour here. So is Nate Ryan from uh, NBC Sports. Uh, some big news out of the Cup Series this week already uh, with the 48 team, Jimmy Johnson. Last week we talked about how uh, Johnson's struggles this year. Back-to-back 30th place finishes, taking him out of uh, contention for the uh, possibly the playoffs, he is uh, fighting to make his way in. He starts today uh, 12 points out of a playoff position behind Ryan Newman, and they had a major change with the 48 team as they uh, changed crew chiefs on the 48 car this week uh, as uh, Kevin Mindering, uh was uh, released from that position with the 48 team, and uh, Cliff Daniels, who was an engineer uh, on the 48 team previously, he has now been promoted to the top of the pit box, and he will be the crew chief today uh, for the 48 car uh, for uh, Hendrick Motorsports, as Jimmy uh, tries to make his way back into the postseason, uh, does does not uh, does not want to uh, miss the postseason for the first time in his Cup career. Uh, amazingly, uh, they did pick up a stage win last week uh, over at Pocono, and just the second ever stage win for Jimmy Johnson, which is pretty amazing when you think about it being a seven-time champion, but uh, has not had the success in the playoff format, so to speak, as much as uh, you know he racked up a lot of his championships in the, the beginning of uh, the chase era here in, in the cup series. And uh, you know, since they've kinda gone to the playoff format has not uh bit has most of his championships coming before the playoff era and the stage era too, uh has been just these last couple of seasons. Um all right, and uh so Johnson uh will be uh, with a new crew chief today here in with the 48 car, and as they try to make their way into the postseason here in the Cup Series again, he is uh, starting 12 points behind Ryan Newman. Newman on the bubble in 16th. Uh, 12 points up on Johnson. Daniel Suarez, 31 points uh, is 31 points out of a position is Daniel Suarez. And then you got Paul Menard, who is uh, almost uh, 70 points out. So he would need a, a break here with a win in these last few seasons, the uh, last five races here in the regular season. Actually, it's a tie atop the bubble. Both Clint Boyer and Ryan Newman tied here with uh uh, with uh, 532 points, so kind of a tie for the two bubble drivers coming into today's race of Watkins Glen. And if there's going to be a race where, uh, you know, you can get that upset win, of course it is here at the Glen. We've seen it over the years with the Marcus Ambroses and A.J. Allmendingers pulling upset wins. Uh, with pit strategy today, you know, anything is possible. You look at some guys that could do it. Someone like a Matt Benedetto who had a great run at Sonoma earlier this year. Chris Buescher, uh, who we kind of heard they're coming back from break. Uh, Buescher, um, of course, um, has had some great runs this year for JTG Doherty and a pretty good qualifying performance for him already this weekend. Uh, Buescher uh, is in 21st in points, so he would need a win, but uh, wouldn't be surprised. And even Michael McDowell, who uh, we were supposed to have on the show today, but uh, things didn't work out at the last minute, but Michael uh, of course, the, the road racing uh, expert that he is, you know, wouldn't be surprised. If, if things play out, either strategy or just things get crazy with some wrecks here today, uh, that, that one of those guys could sneak in and uh, steal a win today and, you know, really put the squeeze on some guys that are trying to get in. You just take out one, one more driver. If you get one guy out of the 16 to win a race and bump and just – Tighten up that bubble picture. I mean, because really, you got Boyer and Newman there on the bubble, and then you've got Jones and Larson. And if you hit. If uh, those two guys get some heat put on them, that could really make things interesting for these final five races here, the regular season, uh, as we uh, get here closer uh, to the start of the playoffs over at Las Vegas Motor Speedway in September. Again, 803-0551, 888-552-550. Apologize. We could not get to uh, Matt Tiff this morning, but he is in the uh, the Maui gym sunglasses, uh, number 36 today for Front Row Motorsports. Um, saw some uh, folks with uh, his uh, sponsor on, on their uh, shirts as I came into the the facility here this morning, was picking up my credentials and uh, just uh, a great crowd already on hand here at Walkmans Glen International. And as we were talking about earlier, great day for it. I mean, races start till three till after three o'clock today, so really, if uh, you're probably listening to this show, you probably can make it here in time. Uh, seats are uh, some seats are still available, whether reserved and and definitely they got some general admission uh, seats still available. So if you've never been to the Glen, um, it is definitely. Just cool to come and witness it and see the experience of a NASCAR Cup Series race in person. Uh, if you can't get out here today, you know make a note of it for future because. Come to one of these events is unlike anything else. It's really fantastic. Uh, Again, 803-0551, 888-552-550. That'll do it for hour number one here live from Watkins Glen International. Fast Track Broadcasting live here from inside the Media Center. Coming up in hour number two, Dave Moody from the Motor Racing Network and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. He's going to join us right at the top of the hour. He just uh, stuck his head in there over the last couple of minutes to say that he's uh, on site and ready to go. Also, uh, we're hoping to have Nate Ryan from NBC Sports Uh, NBC Sports, that is. Join us at the bottom of the hour, too. More to come, and uh, we can take your phone calls, too, at 803-0550. You want to talk about today's race, cup race at the Glen, Stuart Friesen's first career truck series win, or uh, some of the great racing you've seen at a local track here over the last week or so. We've had some great racing, indeed. More to come. We come back live from Watkins Glen here on WGR.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.